hello, welcome everyone. My name is Anonymous, but I'm also immortal. And I am a curious guy from Saudi who likes to listen to people's stories about things they shouldn't have done or places where they shouldn't have been. Anything that's thrilling and worth listening to. And my first guest today is a lady whose name I won't mention, but she's Bahraini and she loves adventures, uh, tech, and talking to people. So sometimes she finds herself in the wrong places. And this is one of those stories. <laughs> Hello. Welcome Hi. To the podcast. Thank you How for you having me. Okay, so to give you some context, um, me and my friends do this thing sometimes where we wake up really early in the morning, like before sunrise, mm-hmm. and we just get into the car where no one is awake and just drive without a purpose, basically, you know, just discovering our tiny little Bahrain, um, finding new places, um, abandoned houses, empty beaches, like wherever, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that particular morning, it was just me and my friend Emma, and we woke up really early. We were. We go into the gate, and there's this huge space of of just flat sand. I don't know what that place is, but it's like imagine an extended land of just flat sand and with the sunrise going on in the background it felt very cinematic um, that sounds amazing like, yeah yeah like it, I think a music video could happen there <laughs> and so naturally we just park there for a bit and start taking pictures of the sky of the car and you know exploring new angles while just inside the car while we were doing that a pickup truck like an old crusty dusty pickup truck passes by us in full speed. So, yeah, so we think these guys probably work here. Maybe they're just some workers and it, it looks like a private place. There was a gate. So we don't and, think and, much and of it. You, who were you with? Just you and Emma? Yeah, me and my, my friend Emma. What, what time was it? Um, 5.30, 6 a.m. maybe. In the morning. Okay. It was very empty except for that crusty pickup truck. Mm. Um, so we decided to follow like the road that they took because they seem to know where they're going. And we follow them to this empty abandoned beach it looks like before like once upon a time it was a public beach but not not anymore so it was really beautiful and it was quite big like it had different places that look different i don't know exactly how to explain it but we immediately just parked the car and start exploring we parked the car we go into the beach we start taking pictures and we walk to the different places and then we noticed that there was a guy there uh, fishing. 
He had long hair. He's wearing shorts, completely minding his own business. And we were just talking to each other about that, saying, oh, wow, this guy is minding his own business. He's not even looking in our direction, which is refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, like, usually men are creeps. I'm not going to lie. They, like, when they see two girls early in the morning just taking pictures, doing their thing, they usually say things like, uh, hey, take a picture of me, or what are you doing so early? What's your name, you know? Mm. They, they like sharing their thoughts and opinions for some reason. Wait, so the, there's a lot of things that don't make sense already. Um, you're in a far out place that you don't really know. It's unfamiliar. Uh, it's an un- ungodly hour in the morning. It's you and your friend. You go to this uh, big open beach that has different terrains. And you notice a, a private beach that's kind of open. And the sunrise is beautiful. And all of a sudden, there's this one guy with long hair fishing and minding his own business, not even looking at you. And you're like, okay, that's refreshing to see. I usually get (laughs) catcalled or uh, have this weird, awkward conversation with strangers. But this guy seems to be minding his own business. Okay, what happens next? So I was taking pictures with my friend. And then... Um, I needed to go to the car to grab something. And um, on my way to the car, I needed to pass by the the guy who was fishing. And as I was walking by him, not by him, like he was a bit far. He was um, on top of some sort of a a hill, I'd say. I don't know, Mm. because he was fishing. And I was at the bottom walking to my car and he, he called me and he said, hey, excuse me, can I can I borrow your hair clip? Because my hair is getting on, into my eyes and it's very uncomfortable. So at, at the time, I was just talking to my friend about how, how cool this guy is because he's minding his own business and just fishing and ha- enjoying his life and not bothering us. So I had a, a good image of him in my mind and I thought that he genuinely needed something to, you know, <laughs> to gather yeah. his hair. You thought so it's just I, a, a guy that's just fishing and, and uh, probably really needs a hair clip. Okay. Yeah, like, like it's fine. It's cool. And I say, oh, I have I have something better. I have a hair tie because I always have a bunch of hair ties on me on any given moment just in case. So I pull one out of my wrist and I give it to him. And he says, thank you. And we move along with our daisy. And I go back to my car, I take my thing, and then go back to my friend. And we continue taking pictures. And he continues minding his own business. All is cool, all is well. Then we finish taking pictures, so we both go back to my car. And he calls us and he says, hey, thank you so much for the hair tie. Can I get your number so I can give it back to you later? And in my mind, I immediately think, oh, yeah, that was too good to be true. He's he's a normal dude, a normal creep, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> classic um you had high hopes maybe this is just a cool guy minding his own business but yeah not really he wants no. to have your number to give you back your hair tie <laughs> i mean the hair tie is gross enough i don't want it back thank you <laughs> yeah. it was so weird uh and i say ha 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 no thank you no i'm good it's just a hair tie like i'm being very very polite and he says no i need to give it back you gave it to me it's not mine it's yours please let me just give it back to you later when I no longer need it. And I say, 
no, believe me, it's fine. I have a bunch of these around. Like, I'm being extremely polite. And I pull out two more and I give them to him. Just to prove that I have a million of these and I don't need them back. I don't know why I needed to do that, but whatever. He continues to insist to take my number and I say, hey man, sorry, I'm I'm engaged. (laughs) Which I'm not. But I was just hoping for him to understand that I'm not available. um, And then just walk away from us. And he said, no, that's not my intention. I just genuinely just want to give you the hair ties back. And it seems like he's just a really nice guy that really wants to make sure he gets people his hair tied back. <laughs> ah, bullshit. And my friend, Emma, the the very cool and reckless person that she is, just cuts our argument and says, you don't have to give them back. You can just pay her for them. And... Businesswoman spotted. <laughs> That was hilarious, and he he immediately agrees and said and says, "Okay, how much?" And I say, twenty BD per per tie per hair tie." Jokingly, twenty BD is like meeting a real two hundred reals. Like, I know yeah. seventy dollars. Okay, for hair tie. Yeah, but that's that's a bit expensive. <laughs> I would say for a hair tie. That's a teeny tiny bit expensive for one hair tie. Yeah, yeah. yeah just a bit expensive. Uh, he says, sure. Okay, fine. And he pulls out his wallet and immediately takes out 40 BD and gives them, gives them to us. I still think that it's a joke. And I say, ha, 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 20 BD missing. He says, well, fine. Give me your number. I'll, I'll benefit pay you the rest. So in Bahrain, our... Um, our basically Venmo system is using our phone numbers through this app called Benefit Pay. You can mm. you can send money to anyone using their phone number. Mm. And I just laugh at that and, and try to give him back his money and he wouldn't take it. Until immediately uh, until eventually I don't know what happened. He finally left us alone with his forty BD. We take them, we go back to the car and we can't we can't believe it, yeah? Like some random stranger just paid us 40 BD for literally, like, nothing. Wow. <laughs> I, know. I mean, what is up with him? He's just chilling in a isolated beach fishing and then really needed a hair tie so that his hair doesn't come on his face while he's fishing at 6 in the morning and then really insists to bring you back the hair tie but as a compromise, your friend suggested he pays a, a ridiculous amount for the hair ties instead. And he was like, yeah, sure. And he just gave you 40 BD, which is like over $100 <laughs> for a hair tie or two. Okay. Nothing makes sense so far. I'm listening. Go ahead. Nothing at all. So we, we, wouldn't, we weren't believing it at the time either. We go back to my car and we pull out my phone to you know film the thing just tell the story that just happened that crazy story that just happened we start recording and we show the the 40 bd was split between the two of us and we're just laughing about it when we not when we spot him coming to our car my friend emma was uh was worried that he was going to take the money back <laughs> by force <laughs> like, give me back my money bitch <laughs> And, but it was that wasn't the case. He actually brought us um, 
two water bottles and saying, hey, my friends are back there. Uh, my friends are the ones with the pickup truck. We have, um, we have water, we have soft drinks. If you want, just come. If you're hungry, we have snacks. And he's just being like a, a, nice, a nice man, I guess. We take the water and say, oh, thank you. We're good. Uh, we're leaving now. And then he says, we also have alcohol if you want. He starts walking away. And I don't know what came to me at the time. But I just basically yell at him saying, but we can use some drugs if you have. Yeah, he, he turns back to us and has this serious expression on his face. He immediately says, never say that to anyone ever you got lucky because I, I wouldn't harm you but don't ever say that to any stranger ever he was very very serious like unlike the the chokey person that was just there like a minute ago the fuck yeah he was extremely serious and and then like after making sure that we understand that how stupid this is of us he says well, I don't have spice, but I have something else. And he hands us his vape. And he says, try this. We try it and immediately tell that it's CBD. Okay. So like weed, but the 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 part of weed that makes you feel chill and, and relax instead of like hyper and... Okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's weed vape. Okay. Yeah, and like we immediately feel it, and it was sort of like, oh, this guy has access, you know, because the, the CBD weed is not really accessible, you know. It's not mm. e- like you can't get that very easily. And wait, can I take a moment? Sure. So, on one of those morning adventures that you and your friend Emma take. This time we decided to go far out south in Bahrain to a random uncharted beach where while you were taking casual strolls, you saw one guy peacefully minding his own business with his long hair fishing. But then after needing some hair ties and conversation, he paid a large sum of money to you for these <laughs> hair ties. And out of his generosity and hospitality to this random ass place in Bahrain, he offered you casually some alcohol uh, you politely declined but you asked if he has fake weed he was like no don't say that <laughs> you're lucky you're lucky that it's me but don't say that to other people however I have this vape that has <laughs> weed in it and you smoked it and you felt it yes okay carry on <laughs> um, he says keep the vape I have something else for you. And here is when, like, me and my friend weren't on the same side of things. Because she wanted to try whatever he had. And I was extremely scared. And I didn't want to move further with this thing, whatever it is. Um, but he walks away and then comes back to our car and says, um, come come next to our car. You can't, yeah, he, we want to... You, we want you next to our car, not very far away. He's being 
very, very, very extremely careful. He starts asking, a que- asking us questions, making sure that we're not with, with the government or anything. Um, he asks about our names, our ages. We, we don't tell him anything, obviously. But, you know, as we were like answering his questions, he was closely studying our faces, and you can tell that he knows how to do that. We didn't know what's up with him. But I, you know, like, it's a huge red flag. Like, what is this guy? Like, what, what's up with this guy? We go there. Mm. His friends are in the car, the pickup truck. And they're also weird. You know, like, they're, they're watching us suspiciously. They're not comfortable watching us from afar. We park in front of them, in front of their car. He goes in. He grabs some stuff. I don't even know the names of the stuff that he he grabbed, but he brings them back to our car. He sits in the front seat, my friend Emma in the back seat, I'm, I'm in the driver's seat. And he puts, do you know what the name of the the, the tube that people put uh, drugs like midwach in? Pipe? Yeah, like a pipe. Um, he pulls that out and he puts something in it and takes a puff and instructs me to take a puff. And I say, um, no, thank you. I'm not taking this weird drug from you. And he's been insisting. And I ask, what is this? What is it? What is it? Tell me, what is it? And he, do- he refuses to tell me. He just gives me, he just tells me what it does. He says, this will make you extremely active. You won't sleep for the next day. You will feel amazing. You will have energy to clean your entire house if you take it. Uh, things like that. And I... I just, uh, I know, I just refuse That's... to even consider it. Fuck this, I'm not taking drugs from a stranger. It sounds like meth or Yeah, something. exactly. It's just, it sounds very dangerous and it's very unfamiliar. Like with the the spice thing, like we know spice very well. We, we bought it like a million times, you know, and, and the form that it comes in is not really that dangerous. Or maybe it is. It doesn't even sound pleasant take this and you won't sleep for a day you'll clean your room that, that doesn't sound like a fun activity I uh, okay yeah but someone who um, who yells out to a stranger hey do you have drugs you know <laughs> doesn't mind the adventure I guess wouldn't mind the adventure <clears throat> what about your friend what, what was she thinking and feeling and, and what she what, was what was her she was excited she was completely willing to take it oh what Okay, so, did she take it? Yeah, so I refuse to take it. He gives up and he goes back to her. She takes a puff and then he says, okay, your turn to me. And I again say no. And then he goes back to her. He gives her, I think, a total of three puffs, which, which he says is enough. And then he and then his friends drive next to us. So there, the pickup truck is on my left. And they try to talk to him. So I put down the window. But they don't talk. They just, you know, like, um, point to him to come to them. Oh, so they're just eyeing each other and trying to yes. like, emote, <clears throat> like, come do something. And, and you're not understanding what they're saying? Yeah, because they're, or, they're or not saying anything. Say? They're just communicating non-verbally. And he understands. But they're being suspicious. Yeah. He gives me, he gives okay. me the tube. Uh, the pipe and he says keep this he tells me explicitly to keep it and and 
I still have the, a bit of the window down. And he goes to them. I have no idea what happens. But from my, from my mirror, I see that they're fighting. Oh. They're fully in a fist fight, punching each other and... Well, out of, out of, out of, like, out of, Nowhere. They just started fighting? They're just punching each like, other and... Out of the blue? Yeah, and throwing each other and yelling, and it was the most terrifying thing ever. I don't know what to do. One of them comes very, very calmly to my window, and he says, pull your window, uh, pull your window up and drive away. Very, very calmly. He just instructs me to do this, and I say, take the, take the thing, take the drug. I don't want to keep the drug. He takes it from me, and as he was taking it from me, and I... Put up, put up my window. The the same drug guy with the long hair comes back to my car. Immediately gets in and he gives me very clear instructions. Put up your window, lock your lock your door, and drive as fast as you can now. What the fuck? I. I do just that because these men, one of them threw another one on my car. Like, my car got still has a, a bit of a dent because of their fights. So I continue, so I drive as fast as I can. I'm worried about this strange man in my car. I'm worried about my car driving in the sand very, very fast. I don't know what would happen. It's almost 8 a.m. at that point. He's fidgety and he's apologizing and, and saying, these assholes, they're just, they're mad at me for, for talking to girls. He says, uh, they're saying that this is our boy quality time and you're bringing girls into this. And he's saying that they're jealous because we're not talking to them, we're just talking to him. And it was just very uncomfortable. The sun is out. What? It's very hot. The stranger man is in my car and he's talking. And he he got upset with me because I gave them back to the drugs. I didn't keep them like he instructed me to. And and you must be feeling a little out of place from the drugs you took. I didn't. No, I didn't take any drugs. I just took a bit of CBD and it does nothing to you. Like, it just calmed my body okay, down. Okay, the, the CBD. Okay, okay. All right. Emma didn't feel anything from the drug that she took from him. The. I mean, maybe if you, even if if it does something on you, the, the intensity of the situation, like, must override that, that feeling of, of being intoxicated. Oh. So, uh, I feel like, yeah, the adrenaline, like, you, you, your fear and... That that just like is much stronger than whatever drug you took. So <laughs> exactly, it's like a fight or flight response that's stronger than anything else you could have taken. Anyway, so you're 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 driving away fast on a rocky sandy shore, running away from two people that were just beating a drug lord, strange guy that got in your car and asked you to drive him away because. His friends are jealous of him talking to you the shit out of him and as disrupting well. the, the boy quality time, huh? And because they were beating okay. the shit out of him, and because they were beating the shit out of him, okay, okay. So I'm terrified, I'm scared, okay. but I'm trying to stay calm because he was obviously 
like more distressed, like a million times more distressed than I was. I was trying to keep calm. My friend was trying to keep calm as well. Like I wasn't, I wasn't raising my voice. I wasn't, I was acting quite calmly, but I was losing my shit on the inside because it was 8 a.m. I left the house at around 4 a.m. My family is quite strict and they, I'm sure they're worried about me by now. I'm in this very far away place with the stranger man in my car. And he tells us where, where to take him. And it's it's a bit far as well. Um, but we take him. We're not just going to drop this random guy off in the street. Um, <clears throat> but on the way to, to his place. By the way, he left his phone. He has two phones, which is suspicious on its own. He has a smartphone mm. and a flip phone. He left his smartphone and his keys in, in their car and he only has his flip phone on him and his wallet. He uses his flip phone to call one of them who was not crazy and tells him, hey, bring me back my keys and my, my other phone. And then he closes the phone and says, Hey, I used to, he, he used to be an actual drug lord. He used to sell drugs and have this big network of selling drugs. And the government is basically on him, which is why he was quite mm. paranoid when we asked if he, if he has drugs. And he was very serious. He says there are a lot of like undercover government people who, who are just looking for him and people like him. And he's saying that he's laying low. He hasn't left the house in weeks. And this is the first time he leaves the house and this shit happens. Uh, we just... And and he is a liability right now. Like, you're in charge of taking him to safety all of a sudden. Yes, and I don't know these people who are with him. All I know that they ruthlessly beat the shit out of, of, out of a man out of nowhere. And they know how, what my car looks like. They know my plate number. You know, I'm worried. And this guy, this guy, out of, in the middle of all of this, says, hey, I'll give you my number. You can just text me or call me if you need anything. As if... <laughs> As if we would contact him after all of this happened. And that was scary. That was terrifying. We drop him. Okay, what happened to him? We drop him somewhere near his place and we drive back home. And it was like the amount of things that could have gone wrong that day is something that I don't want to think about. But it's just. A lesson learned. <laughs> a lesson. Wait, I think it's it's already. Um, I guess from when you describe this, this what happened. Um, people like me uh, who listen to the story can already imagine um, things that could go wrong. So I don't want to go over that. And I know you felt it more than you know listeners to the story. So on your way back home, after you dropped off this, <laughs> I guess, uh, peculiar guy, <laughs> uh, 
how were you and Emma feeling on the way home? We were, we were in shock for like five minutes after he left. We were just looking at each other and not knowing even what to say. And then we were like, holy shit, that was such an adventure. That was awesome. <laughs> and, and Yeah, it's big yikes. And my friend Emma was like, I, I think we should, I think I might contact him. He has, he has good access to drugs, you know, it would make our lives easier. Because it's very difficult to find drugs and it's always overpriced in Bahrain because we don't know the right people, you know, like we know. The supplier who knows the supplier who knows the supplier. So we can't really get direct access. But this guy seems to have the direct access, you know? Okay. And I say, okay. Amanda, well, uh... not even think about it. No. Because <laughs> that's crazy. But you have money, right? Oh, yeah. We got out of the situation with 14. And then we made some cash. Mm-hmm. Wow, so it's a show? <laughs> and we get to participate into it. Yes, audience participation. Wow, wow. Ten out of ten. What a, what a trip. Mm. What the fuck? Okay, um, all right, let's wrap this up. Okay, looking back, in retrospect. Is there something that you feel like you learned? Like, what, what, what you, what's the takeaway from that experience? Um, first lesson, most men don't have the cleanest of intentions when talking to you. Um, he didn't just ask me for a hair clip because he just wanted a hair clip. That's, that's one. Two, mm-hmm. not, to not ask complete strangers for drugs. That is never acceptable and it, it took all of that for me to understand <laughs> okay three you don't interact with people in a in an empty faraway place um in that hour you know like that early in the morning where you don't know what could happen yeah i guess that's me in the end uh, okay well, I feel a little bit relieved that your uh, your conscience is still intact, and you're able to to look back and 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 realize that this was a near miss to something potentially dangerous. Uh, and uh, but at the same time, you still have it in you to laugh at the absurdity of the situation and to recall and enjoy the thrill. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's one hell of a story, and I'm uh, glad you're in one piece and you made a little extra cash. <laughs> and uh, I'm happy the story not that cast. Thank you. I'm happy to to be your first guest. Yeah. <laughs>